Emmy award-winning comedian John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time only on Netflix. Hello, Los Angeles. Welcome to Love It or Leave It. I found out I was in SAG this week. (laughs) Truly news to me. So I'm not allowed to discuss any major motion pictures that are coming out. Not the one for boys and not the one for girls. And I don't even want to participate in the discourse. So I will be spending my time indulging in less exploitative art forms like books, video games, pornography, and podcasts like the one you're about to enjoy. We have a great show for you tonight. Nimesh Patel is here to see if any of our testicular cancer jokes are good enough to make his special. Dana Dude is here to wade through the murky waters of RFK Jr.'s fucked up brain. And Muna is here. And Gen Z Crooked staffers discovered they'd love to attend Love It or Leave It for the first time in their short gay lives. But first, let's get into it. What a week. Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s own sister publicly denounced him this week after the Democratic primary's main freakazoid claimed that COVID-19 was targeted to spare Jews and Chinese people, calling his statement deplorable and untruthful. I haven't done a ton of research on this, but RFK Jr.'s got to be the worst thing to ever happen to the Kennedy family. (laughs) RFK Jr. said COVID-19 is targeted to attack Caucasians and black people. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese. He added, we don't know whether it was deliberately targeted or not. Ah, yes, the famously sturdy Ashkenazi Jews. Sure. A glass of whole milk will take us down in seconds, and we have allergies 363 days a year, but the novel coronavirus bounces off our bifocals and gets caught in the sweater we had to put on when it dipped below 75 degrees. RFK Jr., however, refused to backtrack on his comments, tweeting that the insinuation by the New York Post and others that a result of my quoting a peer-reviewed paper, I am somehow anti-Semitic, is a disgusting fabrication. Of course, that everyone pointed out that the paper he's claiming to cite doesn't say anything like what he said it claimed. RFK Jr. responded, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I linked to the wrong paper. This is the correct one. Then he just pointed at a Denny's menu. It is truly amazing that a fart-based polemic was the second worst argument made at that dinner. (laughs) But that was only the beginning of RFK Jr.'s week. The lawyer and husband of Cheryl Hines also appeared at the GOP's government weaponization hearing. Jim Jordan even defended Kennedy's idiotic tweet that Hank Aaron died after getting the COVID vaccine. Hank Aaron was 86 and had hypertension. The vaccine isn't supposed to make you immortal, but said Jordan. But when you look at Mr. Kennedy's tweet, there was nothing in there that was factually inaccurate. Hank Aaron, real person, great American, passed away after he got the vaccine. Just pointing out facts. Sure, okay. Let's just point out some facts. John F. Kennedy, real person, great American, passed away after spending an hour in Dallas. (laughs) When he finally took the stand, RFK Jr. claimed this. In my entire life, I have never uttered a phrase that was either racist or anti-Semitic. This is an obvious lie. The man is from Massachusetts. Are we expected to believe he never once in his whole life engaged in casual small talk? 
In wonderful news, the word on Capitol Hill is that the simmering feud between Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert has reached a rolling boil. Said Tennessee Republican Tim Burchett, a fistfight could break out at any moment. And then another lawmaker said to the Daily Beast anonymously, they will be nailing that coffin shut. And one of them is still in there kicking and screaming. First of all, what a vivid image. It's not even a good analogy. Like, who's nailing it shut? What? What a weird way to say two people don't like each other. <laughs> After a series of disagreements, the breakpoint came when Marjorie Taylor Greene called Boebert a little bitch, which led to MTG's ejection from the House Freedom Caucus. This just in, in an op-ed by Gloria Steinem and Chimamanda Adichie, feminism has officially been placed on hold, and we are all allowed to do the hissing catfight sound until they, and I'm quoting, tear each other's hair out. Which is like, cool, I didn't know it was so top-down. A new Biden campaign ad also featured Marjorie Taylor Greene this week, specifically audio of the congresswoman accidentally making Biden sound awesome. Joe Biden had the largest public investment in social infrastructure and environmental programs that is actually finishing what FDR started that LBJ expanded on. And Joe Biden is attempting to complete programs to address education, medical care, urban problems, rural poverty, transportation, Medicare, Medicaid, labor unions. And he still is working on it. Absolutely rules. When reached for comment, Marjorie Taylor Greene denounced the ad, accusing Biden of platforming a known anti-Semite. In a lengthy true social post on Tuesday, Donald Trump said he'd been notified by special counsel Jack Smith that he was a target in the January 6th criminal investigation and that Trump expects to face another federal indictment. Would he even get somebody for a third indictment? He probably has so many shivs by now. <laughs> Utah Senator Mitt Romney celebrated National Hot Dog Day on Wednesday with this perfectly normal walk and talk. Well, as you all know, today is National Hot Dog Day. And uh, perhaps you also know that hot dog is my favorite meat. I love hot dogs. Uh, I love them in buns. I love them outside of buns. I love them with baked beans. I just like hot dogs. It's the best, you know, best meat there is, without question. So to all of you who, like me, are celebrating uh, National hot, hot Dog Day, uh, congratulations to you, and may there be many, many more hot dogs served in our wonderful land. And many hot dogs to you as well, Senator. <laughs> this is what a Republican was 10 years ago. Takes off the suit jacket, puts on a hat, tries and fails to seem relatable, but in an endearing way, uncomfortable with gay shit, but never brings it up unless someone asks, horny only for business, and has held every single position on abortion. Also this week, Senator Chuck Schumer submitted bipartisan legislation to review and declassify government documents about reported UFOs, now referred to as Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, or UAP. Schumer further called for the Commission on Extraterrestrials to immediately review and assess the Mitt Romney hot dog video. Michigan's attorney general filed felony charges against 16 Republican false electors who submitted false certificates in an attempt to overturn the Michigan election results. This is just like that old riddle. Two sets of electors stand before you. One set always tells lies. The other always tells the truth. How can you tell the difference? When the truthful electors call their grandkids, they pick up. After picketers accused Universal of pruning trees outside the studio to make it less shady for striking writers and actors, the studio claimed in a statement that it was a routine practice that happens every summer. The statement continued, also just flagging, and we get its weird timing, but late July is also when we home alone the sidewalks with motor oil and thumbtacks. <laughs> anyway, 
As a result of the tree trimming, the actors have been teaching the writers about hats and sunscreen and other tricks for being outside. Ariana Grande has reportedly split with her husband Dalton Gomez and is now dating her Wicked co-star Broadway's former SpongeBob the Musical star Ethan Slater. Anyone out there thinking you blew up your marriage for SpongeBob, you clearly have never encountered the dangerous energy that is a straight man in musical theater. These men, these men grew up surrounded by co-ed dressing rooms, contoured stage makeup, and sexually fraught massage trains. The numbers have literally always been on their side. Beware all of you with wives. Because the Broadway star of SpongeBob is straight. Okay. <laughs> Told you that. RFK tell you that? Authorities have issued a warning to patrons of Black's Beach, a famous nude beach in San Diego, after several great white sharks were spotted within 100 yards of the shore, as if these people fear death. <laughs> to remain safe from shark bites, women have been instructed to stay at least 100 feet away from the shoreline, and men have been instructed to stay 100 feet and on average five and a half inches away. The chain Taco John's has given up their fight to own the phrase Taco Tuesday, canceling their trademark after Taco Bell filed a hilarious petition in court. Uh, I actually have the filing, and I did want to read some of it. Do we have uh, music to accompany this? People like Taco Tuesdays. They just do. It's even fun to say Taco Tuesday. Because of the registration, Registrant is the only restaurant that presumptively has the right to use Taco Tuesday. The registrant potentially subjects Taco Bell and anyone else who wants to share tacos with the world to the possibility of legal action or angry letters if they say Taco Tuesday simply for pursuing happiness on a Tuesday. This violates the American ideal, the pursuit of happiness. Nobody should have exclusive rights to saying Taco Tuesday. Can you imagine if we weren't allowed to say what's up or brunch? Chaos. It's literally in the filing. This petition is brought because Taco Bell believes that tacos, just like the joy they bring, belong to everyone on any day. Ergo, <laughs> Taco Tuesday belongs to everyone. Taco Tuesday is critical to everyone's Tuesday. To deprive anyone of saying Taco Tuesday, be it Taco Bell or anyone who provides tacos to the world, is like depriving the world of sunshine itself. Taco Bell supports everyone's right to celebrate and say Taco Tuesday, no matter who they are. How can we tell our fans to live moss if their favorite taco joints aren't even allowed to freely say Taco Tuesday? Anything else is menos. <laughs> taco Bell seeks no damages. It simply seeks reason and common sense. If one of us is not free to celebrate Taco Tuesday, then none of us are. A win for Taco Bell here is a win for all. When tacos win, we all win. They do beautiful work there. Taco John's has reportedly now filed another trademark for the morning after Taco Tuesday, Ass Wednesday. <laughs> a tornado in North Carolina demolished a Pfizer plant and shut down a major highway. Honey, did you hear? The entire state of North Carolina became autistic today, said RFK calmly to Cheryl Hines over dinner as she dug her nails into her thigh. <laughs> and finally, Gigi Hadid was arrested in the Cayman Islands after border agents found weed in her luggage upon her arrival. She has denied the allegations, but has since released a book titled, If Hadid It. <laughs> when we come back, yeah, that's right. It's time for a word from our sponsors. As we hurdle towards 2024, our political antlers locked in a psychosexual battle for supremacy, two parties forever at loggerhead solutions trampled beneath our hooves, a third option emerges. This week, the centrist organization No Labels held a town hall in New Hampshire, 
with West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin and former Utah Governor John Huntsman as the group unofficially launched its third-party presidential campaign, which is why we're proud to say this episode of Love It or Leave It is brought to you by No Labels. As a podcast listener, you have dozens of podcasts to choose from. Maybe hundreds. We don't know. Everyone at No Labels is over 60 and only listens to Bruce Springsteen without ever actually clocking the lyrics. But as an American, you're expected to choose from just two political parties. What if you don't like either of the candidates that those parties nominate? What if one is a corrupt, psychopathic sex pest with several criminal indictments who would rather burn the Capitol and admit defeat, and the other one is a grandpappy? The first one is old, too. (laughs) Finally, there's a third option. Because when you walk into an ice cream shop, you shouldn't have to choose between cat piss and vanilla. There should also be an ice cream that's vanilla with cat piss mixed in. And if you have to use up all the vanilla to get there, so fucking be it. No labels, we'll choose so you can't. When we come back, the lowest brow thing we've ever done. Kate, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats to keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. And we're back. What do you get with two balls in your hand? A man's undivided attention. Please give your undivided attention to our next guest, the hilarious Nimesh Patel. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. Okay. Ready to talk to this uh, group of very anxious white people. (laughs) You think they're anxious? I'm getting the vibe just from the way these laughs are coming in. Okay. See? <laughs> like, that's an anxious-ass laugh. Like, you guys are equally unprepared for me as I am. So it's going to be good. Well, if you tell a group of people they're anxious, it doesn't help. I know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> I'm here to have fun, man. This is exciting. So, so I was telling them backstage that I accidentally did a anti-vaxxer podcast yesterday. And I didn't know until I was on the podcast, and I was like, oh, I like Pfizer a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So I I do no research, so I don't know what this is. I'm I'm very excited for this, because you you don't seem like an anti-vaxxer at all. I'm so excited to talk to a normal person. (laughs) What if it was two in a row? I'm prepared then. I know exactly what to do to break your brain. (laughs) Once in a while in this city of Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. 
you'll just be at like a party or something and you'll just be talking to a group of people and then someone will walk away and then someone else in that circle will just turn to you and be like, they were an anti-vaxxer. That's them. <laughs> yeah, they, they lurk yeah. among us. They're everywhere. <laughs> they look like regular people. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. And they're like, you don't believe in vaccines? Aren't you grateful to be alive? You know, it's just, some of you are anti-vaxxers in the room. That's fine. It's okay. I like Pfizer. I like Microsoft. And Can't no, be related. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I read Taco Bell's legal brief to the room. Man. Uh, <laughs> listen, we don't want to judge anybody. If you are an anti-vaxxer, just like give us a little applause. <laughs> <They're>, they <didn't, laughs> they got to save their strength, man. <laughs> <laughs> they don't so, know how much time they got left. Every clap counts <laughs> for an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> So you recently released your special yes, called Lucky Lefty, or I Lost My Right Nut and All I Got Was This Stupid Special. Correct. Yes, sir. What's it about? What's it about? <laughs> it's about my brave, courageous battle that lasted three days with uh, testicular cancer. That's really what it is. I lost my right nut. It's the right ball that had cancer, and uh, I think about it all the time. But No, that's the right energy. <laughs> no, don't. I don't need your pity. I got a fake ball. Life is good. This fake ball is stronger than the real one was. I'll bang this shit around on glass tables all the time. <laughs> what do you think? I feel like mob deep. What do you think happens if, like, in like a million years, they find your bones and they're like, he had some piece of jewelry that he wore around his waist. We don't totally understand what this is. That's my legacy. I can't have a son, so I'm gonna leave a silicone ball <laughs> for the. For the aliens to find. I don't know if I can have kids. That was a joke. You guys seem very tense about it. <laughs> Relax, guys. No word works less to achieve the goal of the word than, than the command form of relax. Yes. It's like telling people they have anxiety. It's the same kind of effect. It does the opposite effect of what you want it to do. How soon after finding out that you had testicular cancer, were you excited when you realized you didn't have to do any more jokes about like breakfast buffets? Listen, like... <laughs> The instant my balls hurt, I was like, yes. Because <laughs> I had nothing when I came off my first tour, and then I had all these dates lined up, and I was like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? And then on the way to the hospital, I look at my wife, I'm like, we got it, baby. <laughs> Here we go. Let's take some notes. So <laughs> I'm really scared. Yeah. All right, fa <laughs> Famously... Mm -hmm. You were kicked off stage at a comedy show at uh, Columbia in mm -hmm. 2018. Yes, sir. Then told Tucker Carlson to fuck off when he included a clip of your performance in his documentary about cancel culture. Yes, sir. Uh, would you say cancer canceled one of your balls? So if you don't understand the premise of what is happening is I'm supposed to judge your jokes about my balls. Is that right? We'll get to that. Oh, that's this is not what that this is. This is just conversational. Oh, I mean, that was. Listen. Yes. I'm doing that very hard right now. So <laughs> let's take them one at a time. I saw the clip. Yes. I actually hadn't gone because I remember the kerfuffle, the yes. fracas, if you will. Yes. The brouhaha. The brouhaha, the uh -huh. adieu. Yes. The Donnybrook. Please keep going. Basically, uh, you're in the middle of a stand-up set. Yes. And then the organizers come up on stage and they say to you, we're so sorry, but the person in charge of the microphones has to go. The tech has to leave. Uh, but you didn't believe that. I mean, like, he was standing right there. <laughs> he didn't seem like he was packing up. And it was just this deeply uncomfortable silence. Yes. And then you were not bad about it. In the New York Times. In the New York Times. Am I supposed to be telling this story? You don't have to. Okay. You can add. 
I feel like you're doing a very concise job. <laughs> the reason I ask about it is it seems yeah. like this moment that you felt Columbia was in the wrong, but at the same time, you didn't want it to be part of a cancel culture story. So you just talk yes. a little bit about how you felt about being in the middle between the students coming on stage and saying, uh -huh. we've had enough of this, and Tucker Carlson wanting to use it. Yes. I knew in the moment that I was going to be made a martyr. And uh, I was like, that's not how I'm going out. I got... <laughs> I got a lot of real failing to do, <laughs> and this is not going to be the moment. So when a bunch of my own people were like, hey, man, you can't say the things you say, I was like, man, shut up. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say in my heart. And then when Tucker Carlson was like, see, Asians are canceling Asians, I was like, man, shut the fuck up, Tuck. It was a fun position to be in to say fuck you to an entire group of people at once, and they also hated each other. I felt like I had unified them in some way or another. <laughs> so you graciously agreed to the following bit, yes, in which I I, you will give us feedback about the jokes we wrote about your testicular cancer. I can't wait to hear it. Given all that you've been through, why did you agree to this? I say yes to the dress all the time, man. This is... <laughs> What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to end up on an anti-vaxxer podcast? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. How did it come up, by the way? When did you discover that it was an anti-vax podcast? Okay, so my manager sends me the email, like I said, this is the podcast. And uh, two minutes before I go on, I maybe have something to say to the people. And I look up their bios, and like the fourth word, where there's no reason to bring up the term vaccine, it's like interjected in the paragraph. I'm like, Oh shit, this is gonna be some anti-vax shit. And then I start the conversation and the third question, like, can I ask if this is the anti-vaxxer thing? And they kind of deflect and I was like, well, in that case, when you introduce me, you need to let them know that I got the Pfizer shot three times and uh, that I love vaccines and vaccines are the greatest thing that ever happened. <laughs> and they were like, well, we, you can't do that. And <laughs> So then I just managed to interject every, like, you know, fourth or fifth line. Like, vaccines are great. Let's keep going. <laughs> Treat them like acupuncture. Like, I know how they're going to edit it. So I'm just trying to inject vaccines into the middle of random vaccine sentences. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. All right. So now it is time to a segment we call Balls to the Wall. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> I know that some of these jokes are just low-hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. But at least they're still get... attached to the tree. The first one, that's a beautifully written joke because the misdirect is, you think it's going to be a low-hanging fruit, but then it's like he hits you in the face with the attached to the tree shit. Like, I, never, I haven't heard that part yet. That tag is fucking great. You guys need to lower your standards on what you think is funny. That's, a, thank, that's by the, the way, problem. Thank you for saying that. I try to tell them that week after week yes. after week, and they don't What listen. do you want? Yeah, what, what do you want? What the fuck do you, what do you, what this, do you want? This motherfucker writes this shit every week. You know Old how team, hard actually. that is? It's yeah. hard. But this, what, how much was his ticket? $20? 45 With the yeah, fees. But that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else are you doing on a Thursday night? Fuck Jesus, all. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, we've already dove in, but you know, in a way, you know, you're the ultimate judge. So for this segment, it's a lot like your scrotus. I'm too dumb to understand that. Like but scotus. I, like I get it. But, like, as from a joke on his face, if I'm in the crowd, I'm like, scrotus, bro? That's a leap you made? You have to see it, I think. I'm visualizing a scrotus, and it's not good. <laughs> Just seven angry white dudes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I want to congratulate you on beating Dan Marino's NFL record. It says here he only went a little over a year without a sack. I hate that I like that. Because <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but that's what I like about it. You know what I mean? Because my sack is still there. Yeah, no, I, I know. That's, I don't know how know. you know the cancer works. But it doesn't. You don't just turn into eunuch. It's <laughs> yeah, it's not an accurate joke. Yeah, no, but that's why I like it. You know, <laughs> Nimesh mentions having one of his testicles removed due to cancer in his most recent hour because that was the only way the Make a Wish people would agree to produce the special. <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. It's like a hit. It's a roast joke. I'm not fucking dying. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, the, I wish the Make-A-Wish people fucking showed up. Yeah, I got one wish as a 37-year-old man that's losing one ball. <laughs> Give me $12,000. <laughs> made the I like it, though. It's he good. made that's the special good. because uh, Nimesh believes that the formula for comedy is tragedy minus testicle plus time. You're laughing at how bad that is, right? <laughs> <laughs> this group of people has not laughed the entire time. The N95's on. You can't see if they're laughing or not. I can see it in their shoulders. <laughs> We've had a request for more of a full body yeah. laugh. Chuckle it the fuck up. I want to see it in your neck, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you discovered the tumor on your birthday. A terrible gift, but the wrapping paper, even worse. <laughs> I like that one. That's a I good like one. That one. I like that one a lot. That's uh, pretty good. You think finding uh, cancer on your birthday is bad? One time on my birthday, I turned 40. I like it. I like it. Do you have a kid? I do not. That's a perfect dad joke, regardless. I liked it a lot. Nimesh also talks about getting a testicular implant after surgery, and you say it's noticeably bigger than your homegrown ball. Mm -hmm. I'm sick and tired of these cancer patients setting unrealistic body standards for the rest of us. You're not a man if your balls ain't grapefruit. <laughs> wow, that's, yeah. a, that's big. How's that for a that's fucking... That's crazy. Oh, yeah, it, I walk that's with cool. a limp. Yeah, you, that's why mm -hmm. you had to do a circle mm -hmm. to get out of here. I had to tuck it away before... <laughs> Now, you've said they put the fake one in because psychologically men need two. It's true. They've done studies on people with this cancer. The guy with one ball, always sad. That's how fragile the male ego is. It's but the true. guy with two balls, still pretty sad, mm -hmm. probably. Uh, which is why I, John Lovett, am going to get 12 balls. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's do a, a remix of my special, but for every setup, you do the sad white guy's version punchline. <laughs> That would be such a fun way to redo it. That'd be awesome, man. What's even sadder, two balls. I wish I had 12. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. <laughs> I like this. Let's keep doing this. this is fun. I'm going to leave it here. Uh, do you consider yourself a uh, my sack is half full or my sack is half empty sort of guy? Sack's half full all the time, baby. You think Burn. the one that's left feels a lot of pressure? You know? No backups. No net. This just the, him. This is the rapid fire. And he keeps trying to talk to the other ball, and the other ball says nothing back. And it's like, <laughs> it's like I'm, a, I'm here. I'm trying. I feel like this is an allegory <laughs> for what's happening in your life right now. <laughs> Everybody, check out Nimesh's special, Lucky Lefty, on YouTube now. Thank you very much, please. YouTube is not a studio, and stand-up is not scripted TV or film, so we can promote this. We are not scavs.
When we come back, we dive into the mind of Cheryl Hines' husband and uh, pretty, pretty. I'm not doing the voice. We'll be right back. Thank you. And now another word from No Labels. Hey, America. We know you have questions about No Labels. Questions like, couldn't a shitty centrist third-party candidate help Donald Trump win re-election in 2024 like third parties helped Trump in 2016? Didn't you give Trump a bullshit problem-solver award at an event in New Hampshire? And who's actually funding this group? And we've got answers. Like, don't worry about it. And that's a secret. Listen, whatever happens after we wield our money like a baby with a hand grenade is none of our business. You can't be on the wrong side of history if you stand exactly in the middle. The middle is always best. If we could make a candidate that had half Biden DNA and half Trump DNA, we would. But our prototype escaped from the lab and started ripping utility poles out of the ground and hurling them at passing cars, which the focus groups hated. So get ready to vote for Joe Manchin or whoever. And if Trump gets elected again, at least we'll know we did everything we possibly could to score some headlines in the meantime. No labels. Our Donald Trident prototype was last seen roaming rural Iowa. Please shelter in place. The National Guard has been mobilized. And we're back. You might have thought after 2016, there's no way the nation could come up with a more erratic, delusional candidate than Donald Trump. Enter the worst thing the Kennedys ever did that floats, RFK Jr. Just seeing RFK Jr.'s weird pet cemetery eyes as he rants about conspiracy theories makes me want to get pumped full of Bill Gates' 5G all over again, and then get another booster shot. Here to tell the fiction RFK Jr. believes from the fiction RFK Jr. doesn't believe yet, it's Dan Adut. Thank you. Nice to see you. Thanks for coming out in here. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Hello. Am I mistakenly doing a pro vaccine podcast? <laughs> oh, man. Man. Oh. You know, Bamboozled again. He sold his hair so you could have a comb <laughs> or whatever, Magi thing or whatever it's called. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, I'm back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dan, what conspiracy theory would you be okay with a presidential candidate believing? Is this multiple? No. Oh. Just Loch Ness Monster. I uh, um, think that Castro is uh, Trudeau's son. I'm cool with that one. That's a fun one. I would say we never landed on the moon. That's okay. That's, that's a, a cool fun one. Yeah. It'd be like you said the president is going to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, oh, Kirkland Tequila is Patron. <laughs> Have you heard that one? When I was in college, we got a vodka Brita, and we would buy the cheapest vodka in the store and then run it through the vodka Brita right. two or three times. Distilled. And it would be as good as, not better, than the fanciest, most expensive vodka because vodka is wow. a brand and a ridiculous product. <laughs> the price is it's crazy. So we would make super fancy vodka in our vodka you're, Brita. You're like a hobo Martha Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I could cry. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been following uh, the UFO stuff about uh, Chuck Schumer saying that we're going to get the information? Yes, I um, have. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that there's something to it, or do you think it's all... No, <laughs> I don't think so. Again, I wish there was. I think that would be fun, too. I don't think so. Do you think so? My problem with all of it is I would expect some of the evidence would be really bad, some of it would be okay, and yeah. some of it would be great. There is a ton of bad evidence, right? Yes. Like, tons and tons of little things, but no, it's like... Presumably, at some point, we get one good shot, you know, yeah. from somebody that works for a newspaper, mm. you know? 
There is that one video, though, of like the Navy pilots. That's the one that gets me. I don't know. And they're like, what is that thing? That's yeah. not a UFO, is it? Like, God, what is that thing? And they like, they seem like non-UFO people. No, I know. They don't seem like UFO people. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But it's like, okay, well, they just haven't figured out what it was. I'm with you. I don't believe it. I want it to be. I do, too. I so desperately want that. I want it. I think we're on the same page, but we're fighting for some reason. <laughs> we vehemently agree with each other. So RFK Jr. is married to uh, Cheryl, Cheryl Hines, Hines yeah. from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Mm, does she, she's, is she just on board? What do you think? It's a little weird. It's a little weird, but I think it's not the first time where like a husband and a wife are on very different sides of the spectrum, right? Yes. No pun intended. That's an autism joke because he believes that. Be yes. Thank you. Yes, because he believes that vaccines cause, cause autism. autism. I'll wait. I don't give a fuck. It's been nice having two guests in a row that bring the bullying energy that I try to bring week to week. Take some of the pressure off of me. Yeah. What was that guy? You know the guy who looks like an alien? Speaking of aliens. Are you talking about James Carville? Yes. <laughs> you knew exactly who I was talking about. That's tough for him. I knew what you meant. Mary you Matlin know? and James Carville. Yeah. yeah. But they are the opposite sides of the political spectrum. He lives in outer fucking space. <laughs> yeah. The spectrum ends and then it's a dirt road for a while. Then there's a hole and he's in that. <laughs> He's just asking questions. So Dan, it's time for a segment we're calling RF Can You Believe This Shit? <laughs> and I'm going to ask you a simple question. Yeah. Is this a baseless conspiracy theory that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. espouses in public? Or is it just one we made up? Okay. Or that others believe? Okay. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. Vaccine research caused the Spanish flu, HIV, Lyme disease, and COVID. True. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, he said... Uh, well, not true. Oh. Yeah, oh. Wrong podcast. This has been a big misunderstanding. Yeah, no, no, no. It is true that RFK Jr. has espoused that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I meant. That's sure, what okay. I meant. Well, then we'll go with that. Yeah. That's 100% uh, what I meant. He said, and I quote, it's given us everything from Lyme disease to COVID and many, many other diseases. RSV, which is now one of the biggest killers of children, came out of a vaccine lab. We can go down the whole list of diseases, Spanish flu, et cetera, et cetera. I'm done reading it. He said it all. Yeah. Next, as a bonus question, hmm. when did he say all that? Well, he started going down the vaccine rabbit hole in, I think, 2008. So I'm going to say 2014. He said it last month on this conservative streaming site, Rumble. That's a month ago. Yo, where are my Rumple heads at? <laughs> <laughs> Rumple. Rump what a cute Rumble. name Rump for like. Yeah. Rumple Stiltskin. Yeah, Rumple. Mass shootings are the result of prescription medication, specifically the antidepressant Prozac. Yes, he said that. He did say that. He yeah. said that on his Twitter spaces with Elon Musk. Prior to the introduction of Prozac, we had almost none of these events in our country, and we've never seen them in human history. wonder what other correlations you might find if you looked at the planet of Earth and yeah. all the places that have Prozac and don't have this problem. Yeah. What is the difference, Dan? Uh, listen, it's guns, man, Dan. I'm just one guy on Rumple just trying to... <laughs> it's Rumble. It's Rumble. It's what is Rumble. Rumble? Rumble. Oh, Rumble. that's more aggressive than Rumple. Yeah, it's not Rumple. <laughs> Rumple's so sweet. I know, that's what I thought. Rumple I sounds like a website you go to learn how to rap presents. That's what I thought. We gotta hear about these immigrants taking over our country on Rumple. <laughs> I thought it was Too so sweet cute. sounding. Rumble is... No, that's not happy. Lower sperm counts across the planet are the direct result of diet co-consumption. He did not say that. He didn't. You're right. Really? And don't give him any ideas. You got it. Oh, my God. 
you guys are like, he's a real RFK head. <laughs> he knows a little too much about this guy. Gun ownership in Switzerland is actually comparable to gun ownership in the United States, numbers-wise. Uh, that's true, actually, because the military there... They have a lot of guns. Yeah. Well, now you're RFK Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he went on to say that he would not take away anyone's guns if elected president, and he claimed that that's because Switzerland has the same number of guns. But actually, in the U.S., we have 120 firearms per 100 people, the highest per capita rate in the world compared to 27.6 in Switzerland. So we have... Five times as many. Yeah, we have a lot of guns. A lot of guns. Have, have you been to guns. Switzerland? Very sweet people. Yeah, how do you think all the holes get into the cheese, bro? <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, I've never been to Switzerland. It's beautiful. They have ways to blow up tunnels and roads yeah. to defend their country that are still there from, you know, a while ago. Yeah, and they have um, good chocolate. Do you think that's why they're so nice? They know they have a plan if things go south? Yeah, get in the little skis and get out of there. I read this book called The Ministry for the Future, and there's like 150 pages where these characters climb some Swiss Alps, uh-huh. and nothing fucking happens. They just get to the top. Oof. <laughs> Are you one of those people that when you start reading a book and it sucks, you have to finish it? Thank you for asking. My New Year's resolution this year was to not finish more books. <laughs> Seriously. That's so amazing. that I would just say, fuck it, move on, next book. Because I'll commit to a book, and then it's like, I don't want to finish it. Yeah. And you know what's better than not finishing a book? television so you gotta so it's like no book down new book new book keep it moving keep it moving the books need to fight yeah no man i'm reading three books now that i hate and i can't stop you gotta stop i can't i was reading this book this is not gonna reflect well on me i was reading this book about the history of israel and the Mossad, and the first hundred pages it's like morally unambiguous because they're just hunting and capturing and killing nazis yeah then I put it down. <laughs> Wait, I think I actually read this book. Rise and Kill First. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, I don't remember the name, but it's kind of like Eat, Pray, Love something. It's like Rise, Kill. <laughs> I knew it was like a three-word thing. Rise, Kill First, Eat, Pray, Love. And like, you know, I see the connection. <laughs> like, I should have continued reading it, but I simply did it. And I realized like, oh, I don't want to read the book about Israel's complicated history. I want to read a book about Jews hunting Nazis. Mm. You know, that's yeah. the book I want. Yeah. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. On fucking loop. I love that movie. That's uh, a very fun Jew hunter movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jews that hunt. <laughs> I, know, I like seeing movies of <laughs> Jews being hunted. Yeah, the, and, and we've got options there, yeah, too. we've got a lot of those, too. You know, it depends <laughs> what you're in the mood for. Yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh. Uh, um, two Jews being <laughs> anti-Semitic. Dr. Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates deliberately exaggerated the pandemic to promote vaccines. Yes, that he's definitely He said did that. say that. That's the flag he carries. Yeah, that's the 2021 book, which is titled The Real Anthony Fauci. It was a coup d'etat against Western democracy. Yeah. Which means it wasn't a data. <laughs> One country is a data, right? It's a coup to something else. I don't know French, I actually but I know. speak French fluently and I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Coup d'etat against Western democracy. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. Thanks. <laughs> Avril Lavigne died and has been replaced by a clone named Melissa. No fucking way. Yep, he did not say that. Okay. But there is an internet <laughs> rumor and um, I think it's worth thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> that and Kirkland Tequila are the two conspiracies. Can I ask a question about the Kirkland Tequila one? Please. It's a conspiracy in which Costco, a vast, efficient, money-making operation, mm-hmm. is 
tricking people into buying tequila that's better than what the label would suggest for less money? How it goes, and correct me if I'm wrong, dude, because this guy in the front row is like, he's like, I've been training for this moment my whole life. I have the documents right here. No, what they say is that Kirkland will go to these big places like Kettle One or Patron, and they'll say to them, we are going to unload so much tequila at a low price, but you're just going to sell a ton of tequila to us, and we're going to put on our Kirkland name. And they want to do it because they're moving a lot of liquid by doing that. So a lot of the Kirkland brand stuff is normal stuff that is, you know, they pay a lot for marketing or whatever, and you're paying a lot less for it to get the Kirkland. Right? Yeah. 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 What the fuck was that? <laughs> and finally. Yes. AIDS was caused by poppers. By poppers? By poppers. What's a popper? Mm. So, briefly. Poppers are, it's like a chemical that purports to be a VCR cleaner. Uh, it's like amyl nitrate, I believe, is the chemical. And especially in uh, Gayland, mm. you kind of hold it under your nose and you sniff it. There was a coup d'etat in Gayland. Yeah, and it, well, it's a coup to some part, it's a... <laughs> I can't think of how to complete the analogy yeah. perfectly, but the point is it both has a little bit of a high uh-huh. kind of a effect, plus it makes certain kinds of sex very popular. What kinds, John? Um, <laughs> it's butt, butt stuff. <laughs> butt stuff. Someone in a mask just screamed out, butt stuff. <laughs> Did you hear the muffled butt <laughs> stuff? <laughs> it was like Kenny from South Park. Uh, the question would be, did RFK Jr. claim that AIDS was caused by poppers? I'm assuming he did, because that would be very esoteric for you to just make that one up. You gamed it out. Yeah. You figured it out. There's a lot of people that said it's not a virus, Kennedy said, during a speaking engagement, uh, which surfaced recently. The virus is a passenger virus, and these people are dying mainly because of poppers. 100% of the people who died in the first thousand with AIDS were people who were addicted to poppers. And as someone who has done poppers, this psycho should not be president. Wait, have you done poppers? Yeah. Tell me, how many times have you done poppers? That's not... (laughs) So, uh... Who's the first gay guy who realized, guys, you're not going to believe this? I was sniffing my copy of Stand By Me. (laughs) And my asshole got so loose. Yeah. No, I... Well, I think it's very similar to, like, whoever cracked the code that rhubarb at a certain point stops being poisonous. You know what I mean? There are people out there that are just, like, improving in nature. (laughs) Yeah. And being like, I've eaten 50 mushrooms, and this last one didn't make me think the world was one, and we should make a soup out of it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing. Absolutely. So I think that's probably what happened with Poppers. Yeah. You know, something like that. Exactly like that. You have a book called Undercooked, subtitle, How I Let Food Become My Life Navigator, and how maybe that's a dumb way to live. Yeah. Um, What's it about? It's about food. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. What, did it take over? Yeah, I'm a big uh, restaurant whore. I'm a big foodie. I'm all about that game. Uh-huh. And uh, I played that game to its fullest. Uh-huh. And it left me uh, unsatisfied, but I wrote a book about it. And it's fun, like, standalone essays about food. Okay. I mean, I've been called the David Sedaris of food by my mother. <laughs> She's an immigrant, so she can hardly read. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. But she liked the book. She loved the book. And did anyone uh, who didn't give birth to you, they, they like it too? Yeah, a lot of people. It was a bestseller on Amazon. Don't support Amazon, though, right, guys? Buy it on bookstore.org. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that was the same person who said butt sex, by the way. (laughs) 
I love okay. books. Though, no, no, I love no. reading books and butt sex, and we're all out of books. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring my VCR copy of Stand By Me. I was in Costa Rica, and there was a gaggle of gays, a murder of gays ahead of us, <laughs> actually waiting for a zip line. And one of them was telling a story about at their hotel while in Costa Rica, a frog mm. jumped onto their like little balcony and without even thinking, he kind of like moved it or like it was like a jump next to him and he kind of moved it to like help it get away. And he realized it was, uh, you know, this is we're in the middle of the rainforest and they realized that he had touched a frog that had some kind of a psychoactive yeah. chemical on its back. And all of a sudden he felt woozy and he felt like he had taken poppers. And so then he joked that he was going to bring the frog back to America and put it in the drawer next to his bed. And then if somebody asked him what the frog would for, he'd say to clean my VCR. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which I love. Like, uh, that's amazing. Were you in Monteverde? Is that where you were in Costa Rica? I don't. From uh, sh- Yes. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, what helped you uh, stop being, uh, was it the, uh, are, you, are, are you a celebrity on Ozempic? Am I a celebrity on Ozempic? No, I'm definitely not on Ozempic. No. Okay. I actually put on uh, 15 pounds. I broke my ankle four months <gasps> ago. You broke your ankle? Yeah. I was skiing. Oh, that was your mistake. Yeah. You get no pity for saying, I was skiing in Deer Valley, Utah. Yeah. I broke my ankle. Yeah. I mean, the only way that Gwyneth Paltrow came out of that thing alive is because she happened to ski into the person that could make her seem like the most likable and amazing and relatable person on earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. No, it was at the same mountain, though. And it was also Terry Sanderson who knocked you down. You remember his name. Of course you, I remember his you name. You devoted a neuron yeah, to that I, name. I followed that like it was the 2016 election. Uh, <laughs> everybody, check out Dan's book, Undercooked. Undercooked. Uh, there's an audiobook too, which I read uh, myself, which is an awful thing. I highly don't, if anyone's doing a book, don't ever do that. Because for two days, for eight hours a day, I was reading this book. And it's very vulnerable. Like I'm talking about like very personal stories that I should be sharing with the therapist. But instead, there's just like this dorky sound engineer on the other side. You're pointing at Steven. <laughs> yeah. Is that who you mean? Someone yeah. like that? Totally like a Steven. <laughs> He's like, hey, Dan, I think you're crying. Can you stop crying? We're hearing it on the mic. Stop crying. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm talking about my dead brother. <laughs> the book is undercooked. <laughs> when we come back. It's a funny book. It's, it's not a funny just book. dead brother. It's a little dead brother, but there, it's a funny book. Just a touch. Yeah, just a dash of dead brother. Uh, a pinch. A pinch. Jesus. Should we keep going? Nope. <laughs> Dan will stick around for the rant wheel in a bit. When we come back, Muna is here. And one more time, a quick word from our sponsor, No Labels. Politics in this country has gotten too extreme and divisive. Everyone's either far left or far right, a socialist or a fascist, a Barbie or an Oppenheimer. When did every election become so life or death? And why can't there be something in between? And how can we get there without admitting that the moderate forces we claim we need exist inside of the broad democratic coalition? Because we would rather be nonpartisan in a failing nation than Democrats in a better world. Because we are wealthy and disconnected. And politics is about aesthetics. And while much of what the right does makes us uncomfortable, we more viscerally feel the threat of taxes and cancel culture than we do abortion bans and corruption and an authoritarian backslide. And so we stand ready to make our case against change and for a kind of permanent political anesthetic haze, a twilight existence with neither the rich experience of consciousness nor the peaceful finality of death, a perpetual state of managed decline. And yeah, it's not the best case scenario, but it's also not the worst. And hey, if Trump wins, it will be because we were right about Democrats all along. 
They really are so very out of touch. No labels. We can't win, but we can't lose. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher, and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst. But we have a better idea for you, which is pick out something from the Crooked store. The store is stocked with tons of new merch. It's perfect for the spring. And classics like the Friend of the Pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship, depending on how things go. Pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead, a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year, or a hat celebrating your favorite pod. Go to crooked.com slash store to shop. Hey, it's Lovett, and I'm on my way to your city. And by on my way, I mean I'm still in the shower, but still, about to head out. Love It or Leave It Live on Tour is heading all over the country. We'll be in Charlotte, Asheville, Boston, Madison, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. And if we're not coming to your city this time, I'm sorry, the country is too big. Take it up with the pioneers. To learn more and get tickets, head to crooked.com slash events. Donald Trump can't leave the courtroom, so just to rub it in a little, Pod Save America is going on tour. He's probably asleep right now, but if he were conscious, he'd be so, so jealous. The Democracy or Else tour begins in Brooklyn on June 26th, followed by Boston on June 28th. Then we go to Madison, Phoenix, Ann Arbor, and Philly. See all the tour dates and get your tickets now at crooked.com slash events. And we're back! We are over the Muna to welcome our next guest. They host HeadGum's Gayotic Podcast, which is dedicated to providing insight into the behavior of queers outside of the month of June, which is for this queer, mostly trying to figure out the right combination of fans, open windows, and AC to get a good night's sleep. Oh, also, it says here these guests also have a band. Put your hands together for Katie Gavin, Josette Maskin, and Naomi McPherson. Hi. How you doing? Nice to see you. Nice to see you. We've never met. We, I mean, we just yeah, but but that's your like still the night of us meeting. Tonight is the night of us meeting. Like when I leave, I'm gonna say it was nice to meet you, no matter what. Yeah, it's good to see you too. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't say it's nice to meet you because we met backstage, and it is genuinely nice to see you. That's fair. I accept. I'm glad we started off on a hostile note. <laughs> no, like, what's funny is that when we were backstage, I was like, I'm going to be sweet because he said that he's been getting a hard time tonight. But then, I, there's some, then I got pulled into the vortex. <laughs> I keep getting older, but one thing doesn't Same. change, which everyone treats me like a little brother. And I don't sure. know how to it's the hat. get out of it. It's the hat. The hat. It's the yeah. hat. <laughs> Look at it. There's Look some kind it. of demonic energy on stage that we're channeling at the moment. I mean, little brother. Sure. Little brother energy. Anyway. <laughs> you wear your cap like my partner does, which is like, there's like a little micro like tilt to it, which gives, yeah, like a jovial like, little brother energy. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to throw the cards. This is going... Even better than I imagined. You're not gonna. You're like literally not gonna get through a single question. No, no. I, mean, I I have to. Well, I get in trouble. Excited? <laughs> no. Everybody, at Crooked was so excited. You guys were gonna be on the show. We have a Slack channel called Crooked Queers. Both words Cute. spelled with a Q. Mm, just oh. to picture it. Yeah. Do you know How about often? Slack? 
No. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, I know do. it, but I don't know. I just think it. it's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ma- imagine, imagine having no responsibilities and but a lot. Yeah. Our old drummer Scott used to talk to his family on Slack. Yeah, we but they were like a Microsoft like, family. Pretty twisted of that. Them. <laughs> and then the only other people that I know Shout that use Scott, Slack are people that live in a co-op in Highland Park. It's a very organized co-op, and they and they have a Slack for their co-op. But I that don't know. It's chilling to the core. No, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, this uh, is the future. The Crooked Queers had questions for you. Yeah. And we are going to ask you these questions cool. in a segment we're calling Trimunal. Okay. Like a tribunal. It's up I, there. Wait. It's giving something a little different than that. Yeah. Giving Look, at the photo. Yeah. Look at the photo. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you these questions, but they came okay. from. Yes. A group of queer people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And just I want you to understand that going in. Okay. What are you about to do? Is being non-binary cringe? Why or why not? <laughs> uh, uh, now he's the only one who's allowed to answer. Um, it depends. <laughs> Wait. Is it? Does it depend on your name? It depends no. on your outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that not what you were gonna say? Fuck. Um. Katie's inserting herself into a non-binary person. It's so answer. problematic. It's so crazy. For you. It's not for Can me. Can you please cede some space? <laughs> no, you're so right. Um, my ultimate answer is no. But if you dress bad, we could have a conversation about how to fix it. Yeah. yeah. And that's, it can be fixed. And that's, that's be the fixed. beauty of it. That can always be fixed. Next question. Do Gen Z queers dress like shit or am I just old? <laughs> my question is, do you think millennial queers dress nice? Have you seen millennial queers Have dressed you seen them? Are the most cursed generation yeah. fashion wise. Skinny sure. jeans. You raised an important point, which is skinny jeans. And I'd like yeah. to talk about this for a second. I could talk about this all night. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the problem. I don't know how to move on. I don't know how to move on. Because Great. whenever shopping. you can dream to help, because okay. I have two modes. Skinny jeans yeah. or person who looks like they're in a middle school production of Guys and Dolls. <laughs> like, that's uh, it. Like, if the pants go even a tiny bit wide, they don't look like a style. They look like a okay. fucking mistake. Okay. <laughs> I, look like I think I, you're yeah. not alone. I think a lot of people are trapped. And there needs to, we need to give the them, thing is, we you need can to pave wear, way You can wear tight pants that don't have the, to be skinny around the ankle. I'm wearing tight pants. Can you do dickies? Skinny around, yeah, can that's, I do that's straight. Are these dickies? No, these are no. wranglers. Oh, wranglers. wranglers. I don't know that these I can These wranglers have dickies. a nice little flair well, these, to them. These, yeah. But they're but they're, what, what are y'all sporting tonight? Um, wranglers. The, wranglers, like yeah. Okay, well, and? These are vintage jeans. Are they Levi's? They're Levi's. No, no, no. But you don't understand. They're vintage. Well, speak on it Versace. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I appreciate your optimism. Oh, no. It's po- anything's possible. But you have to understand that there are things that you can pull off that if I attempted would no. look so insane. I disagree with you we are with gonna, my whole heart. That's, we're gonna, that's youth. We're no, that's you youth. no, no. You no, gotta, you gotta believe. Are. You gotta believe in yourself and believe I, in your pants. I think, I think there's a happy <laughs> meet. You don't need to go, you you don't need to go full like baggy mode. Okay. Uh, in the way that some people do. But I think you could have a nice sort of down to the ankle, like tapered, okay. straight All leg right. fit. You're definitely not maybe. alone. It's you, you and it's a lot of lesbians and the lesbians know they who they are. Pants and yeah. hats. This, not, that wasn't on. a dig on your hat. No, no, and I, and I knew that, and I knew that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I you know what that, hats we're talking yeah. about. I like the idea that lesbian fashion and my fat are going to meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. That's, that's sort of that's where I'm That's queer solidarity within the community. That could be huge. 
Yeah. yeah. Overalls or something. Who would win in a fight? Hey. <laughs> yeah, Katie's I think they're cool as hell. Overalls. I'd be like, that's, look. <laughs> she, look at she's this. ready to go. You know what I mean? You are ready to go. You want to switch pants? <laughs> so, the thing is, like, have you ever done that on what the What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Who would win in a fight, Muna or Boy Genius? Um, that's so stupid. Muna. That's <laughs> no, but a physical fight. A physical fight? A physical yeah. fight? I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. Are I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. We have, we have hide on our side. No, like, dude, we're lifting weights, man. <laughs> We have high on our side. They could be scrappy, but we're yeah. Phoebe yeah. does we have yoga. Ju- I'm not like, fast. I don't think Phoebe's pumping. Yeah, Julian's fast. <laughs> yeah, Julian is Julian's fast. fast. As we know, Julian's really fast. Lucy, I feel like Lucy has heart and soul. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Lucy would throw herself into it. Yeah, you, you, but you, so do you I. You want to fight really yeah. bad. Yeah, she I just, just want to fight. Yeah, who, would, who would win in a fight? But you know that. Yeah, we would fight amongst ourselves first. Before we could even well, take you have to look. I think I think if going into this, I assume you have to be on the same page. You have to be united, the three of you. Yeah, you have to be united fantastic. against a common enemy. We're united. Do good. Yeah, yeah. But that is really the question: is if we can, can we be united? Yeah, can we be well, united? No shit. We've been in, united for what? Ten years, something. Mm. Wow. Love you. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. We're gonna. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're about to see them, them so yeah, we'll we'll try it out. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll ask we'll, them. We'll IRL. give you an update. <laughs> like I'm just picturing like the jets and the sharks. You're like snapping. <laughs> yeah, so that, cool. Well, that's the only way you can fight if you're gay. Yeah, gay yeah. dancing. You got to snap and dance your way into it. Oh, yeah. a dance battle. We'd win that too. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Dude, dude, yeah, Katie's got maybe. moves. I watch her. I watch yeah, her all Katie's night. Got moves. Got moves. <laughs> I do. But again, Julian's very fast. Yeah, but Julian <laughs> maybe fast answer. Anyways, we'll, we'll drop it. Next question. Have you seen the film Tar? Yes. yes. Do you believe Tar would like Muna? No, not at all. Really? Classical music. I've got classical music people in my family. Trust, trust and believe. <laughs> So <laughs> the court okay. changes would not be challenging enough for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no. Shout out to her though. <laughs> I guess she's a bad person, but <laughs> Yeah. She would have said I liked the movie. Was, shout out to Tar. Out to it was Lydia cool when she Tar. said she was Petra's father. I liked it. I'm sorry. Cut down in her prime, Lydia cool. Tar. Uh, <laughs> that ending what a was loss. so chilling. Yeah. She would probably say that our music was like evidence Basic. of decay yeah. in society or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. Fucking Tar. Fucking Lydia. Classic Lydia. <laughs> what about Carol? Love. Yes. Yeah. You what, she, what, would, what would she think of Muna? She would think, "Give me a kiss." <laughs> <laughs> we would think, "Give me a kiss." No, she would think it too. It'd be mutual kiss. She think, "Let's kiss." Actually, <laughs> Tar might say, <laughs> "We don't know what Tar." Tar might say, "Let's kiss too." It, to be honest, if it's the person who's both of them, yeah, I would say it too. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we were like, you're interning. saying it as if he brought it up, you brought it up. <laughs> you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is fun. That's a good point. You asked. You asked. If it. you're gonna back me, I guess. I guess if I'm gonna say it, I'll answer it. <laughs> I think that's cool as hell. Yeah, that was pretty sick. That's this is the demonic energy I was referencing earlier. <laughs> hey, hypothetically, if someone's going through a breakup and they listen to the song "Anything But Me" on repeat for weeks, but told everyone they were, and I quote, "surprisingly fine, like weirdly okay." How- <laughs> <laughs> How sure. much money you make on that? <laughs> like a, we make like a .0006 of a cent. <laughs> who wrote that Restrain? question? Uh, it's not important who wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and whoever wrote it didn't go and make sure, like, wait, when did that song up? March of 2020. Yep, that checks out. That is what happened. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> 
Um, Shut up. Don't pity me. I'm doing great. Like maybe enough money to buy me. Not, dude, not enough dollar. money to buy you anything. Buy, buy, buy the promise. record. Buy the real one. Okay. That would help. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what? That's right. That's right. It's the least. Go it's a, it's the least, website. Someone least could do. This person could <laughs> yeah. do. Yes. Uh, all right. What role would you each play if you were planning a heist? Here are your options. One of you would be the getaway driver. One of you would be the safe cracker. And one of you uh, stands on top of a desk and shouts, we want to hurt no one. We're here for the bank's money, not your money. Your money is insured by the federal government and you're not going to lose a dime. Think of your families. Don't risk your life. It's so clear. Such a long speech. (laughs) Well, Katie's obviously the last one. Katie's the last one for sure. I did have that that feeling. Joe, I think you would be safe I obviously had speech edits. It's either me or you. (laughs) Well, yeah, I understand that. And I want you to know... <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's not an option for Katie. I want no, you to know that this we, is we already decided this is sexism. Job. How could it be sexism? Because she likes to accuse well, this, this is it's a fun and little look thing. Look at all we do. of our outfits and the different things about us. <laughs> because gender's a spectrum. Yeah, oh, I see. It. And it's I literally see it. going like <laughs> yes, I see. It. I see. It. And so it's going it's a, laterally from right so, to left. <laughs> so are we teaching you something? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something for sure. <laughs> So, so I'm sorry. Some so, things. so the question is, is you're, what you're debating is whether or not the most masculine of, of you would also have to be the driver because no, 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 no. no, no. Because Katie what? got upset because she was disqualified no. from being the safe yeah, cracker, and she wasn't, and she wasn't allowed to make a decision that for herself. For herself, she we felt oppressed by that. Yeah. Oh, that that was the issue. And you saw, and you, and you saw, sort of historical cultural misogyny in it. Yeah, Absolutely. she did. Lived. <laughs> Lived experience. Lived experience. Because in a way, that's like a very important, that's a really, that's a powerful role. That's a sort of the kind of. Front-facing. That's, that's fr- yes, that's front-facing. That's right, sort of- but she's right that like I fixate on like what they think I can't do. Wow. <laughs> what you've heard was, we think you'd be great at giving that speech. What you felt was, you don't think I could drive or crack it's a safe. 100%. Um, she shouldn't she should, she should drive if we want to live. But. So, so that's sort of validating her feeling. <laughs> yeah. But also, you it's didn't complex. mean it that it's complicated. Yeah, but that, that wasn't the intention. But perhaps it's possible that you could be seen as someone who would be amazing at something, and also maybe not the best driver. But that doesn't mean she doesn't value and see the what you bring as the person who shouts the speech from the film Heat. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And now between the two of you, which one is going to s- crack the safe and which one is going to drive? My yeah. vote was was Joe cracking the safe because Joe's Joe's very good at math, and I feel like there'd be math in that. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm fine no with idea. either role. I just know it's one of the two. We, we could flip flop. Yeah. What I don't know. What do you think? My I was, was I had the was urge the to oppress you again, but <laughs> it doesn't to. matter what you think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I drive the most out of the three of us. You yeah, do. because you Joe do. is a native Angelino, so I just feel I like where. you're gonna whip it when you need to whip it. I'll um, say I know the one ten, but yeah. maybe okay. Here's here's what it could be. You need the person who knows when you I can think like I connect would need back Joe, onto the freeway. I think if I'm freeway, the safe cracker, you know? I would I'm be like talking to you the whole Yeah, we need. I need you in my ear. That's nice. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. No, fuck me. Yeah. No, Katie's Katie's creating a big diversion. <laughs> you're doing you're doing a great I'm job. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. What's the most <laughs> fucked up thing you saw Taylor Swift do on tour? <laughs> you try you try no, to eighty thousand people. Yeah, play yeah. a concert for eighty thousand fucking human That's beings. Wild. Like sing three nights in a row for three and a half hours to an unfathomable amount of humans. Like your brain can't actually take in that amount of people. That's so you'd go up. instantly insane. It is like amazing. Like what is it? I mean, you're you're seeing somebody 
at like the height of their powers in like the biggest tour they have ever done, maybe the biggest tour she'll ever do. Maybe the biggest tour ever. Anyone period. Will ever do, yeah. And Historical. you're just like, I don't know how a person can do that. Like no, carry I don't either. that. I don't know. And just walk out there and be like, I'm gonna play on the piano even though it's raining. She's she's I, I, I swear to God there must be like a team of surgeons like restoring her body after every show. <laughs> Considering how like, we feel I, after half an I, hour. I don't know how she does like it. I really don't know how she does it. Alternative. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do this once a week, and I'm like, I can't meet with anybody. I can't do it. I know. Yeah, I can't I know. do Friday. I just have to recharge. Like Friday is my, I, I'm, I can't, I'm useless Friday. Yeah. You know? That's like, a, yeah, when I'm around people that, like, have too, like, big of an operation and, like, too much power, it, like, shorts my brain out. I don't know if you're like that at all, but, like, I can't understand it, and it sends me yeah. to the dark side of the moon. Oh, oh. the dark side of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> It does. Oh. I don't know what you mean, but I've but you're an artist, <laughs> and that's clear with the way you speak. <laughs> Those were lyrics. That's how. That's how it yeah, felt. Yeah, I'm just working on something. <laughs> does I, any of you have stage fright at this point? No, no, nothing. I, don't, I don't every once in a while so. I get hit with it randomly. Yeah. Very randomly. Yeah. And do you ever get homesick? Homesick? Yeah. yeah. I'm homesick right now. No. And we're and we're home. <laughs> And we're home. Yeah. Oh, well, this one it. has a dog. Yeah. I'm counting on the moments. Yeah. And a- after you leave this yeah, stage, I'm, you'll go see the dog. Yeah, I'm going to kiss it. Well, the dog lives at home. <laughs> the dog lives at home. No, no. I, yeah. I'm missing. I don't think the dog's here. No, no. The dog's at no, home. No, what no. kind the, of dog? A uh, uh, sheep-a-doodle. One of those. Hell yeah. And, another, and, she's and, and, a little, and a little mutt. I got a little, little tonk. If there's a queer person <laughs> you could wish straightness on as punishment... <laughs> Who would as you punishment. as punishment for their sins? Who would get the business? Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, that straight was, up. That's great right. That was a fantastic that's answer. Right. Oh my god. That's right. Sorry, you can't like yeah. yeah no, that, that's a good one. Enough said. That's a good one. Yeah. Wow. Shit. Um, what if it I happens? wish I could wish bisexuality on Jesse J. I like really can't get over. You want to wish it back on her? I really can't get over how she like. She came said out she and then bisexual. went back in. That and was then so she cool. was like, I'm actually straight. I think that's like, fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that, you just think it's funny to say that you're straight. I just think that's one of the most funny things that you could do. Do you ever just do that? Just say you're straight. No, just be like, no. I'm straight. It's when, so you're, when you're so gay that you're straight, maybe. <laughs> now that I don't understand, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, our friend Caleb has this joke about like how being gay is, is kind of like over. <laughs> it is? <laughs> Sorry. Like, no, it's hard to hear, but I know it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, you I can know. feel I, it. The thing is, I know what you mean. It's kind of over. Yeah. So, yeah, we should be straight now. <laughs> oh, I'd like, there's got to be another option. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know that I can. There's no other option. <laughs> it? Just the two. Okay. Um, <laughs> Everybody so knows. Just go home and two. get to work on that. <laughs> I have to tell you all something. What? Yeah. I, I never saw Carol. Oh my god! It's, <laughs> it's, oh wait, that was it was a. It's a beautiful well, You're not film. a lesbian. So. Yeah, how many you? of y'all have seen Carol? Yeah, how many dykes? <laughs> wait, wait, wait! How many of you are Muna fans? Uh, They're just saying that because we're. I was up expecting here. it to be the exact same. There's a position of power between. Yeah. Wait yeah. a second. How many of you are Muna fans that haven't seen Carol? Wow. And how many of you have seen Carol but are not yet Muna fans? Shameful that, cheers. Shameful those cheers. people you can get. Are you gay? Yeah. You can yeah, get wait. them. I loved that. That was really cool. Yeah. Are they Speak gay? That truth. is the question. Yeah, I want to know. The person who's seen Carol, are you gay? Yeah. Cool. Wait, the nice. people the people who are straight and who's seen Carol. 
What, and what about it? Yeah. <laughs> Just I'm say, straight and I saw Carol. <laughs> it's one of the biggest acts of allyship that you can do. It's a really good, it's a really good Christmas movie. I'm going to see, I'm seeing you guys at the Greek. Oh, oh yay. Very excited. Wow. Let's go. Very excited. Thank you for, very excited. thank you for coming to that. She kind of collapsed time. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know if you had bought tickets or if you're just um, you have access to the Greek. So I didn't know how to finish the sentence. I just I just knock on the door. Doesn't matter how you get there. It just matters. Oh, come right this way, Mr. Lovett, right this way. No, I bought tickets. That's oh, thank you. You know, I mean, I didn't buy. You know, now I have to buy the album because it turns out that you made peanuts for all the time somebody listened to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody has to. Yeah, maybe not you, but someone for sure. Was there someone on the high horse? An actual person? Um, I mean, it was me, like, but I wasn't. That's, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, but you weren't. <laughs> yeah, I was on a regular size horse. Like, I was on a horse of a regular size, but I knew. She's everything mounted. is true, John. We'll talk about it later. Everything Every- is true? I mean, it was That's just, cool. that was, I was writing Most about what's <laughs> going on. It was true from my perspective, obviously. Hmm. You know? Yeah, what is truth? Yeah. And what is truth? Mm. I, kiss, I do kiss, feel kiss. like there's objective truth. But I don't think in a relationship. Break up. For yeah, a long no. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not in a breakup. Not in a breakup. No, no. 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 There's only lies. Yeah. <laughs> there's only lies. <laughs> We've oscillated oh, from everything dirty being true to lies. there's only lies, which is pretty cool. Oh, well, yeah. And we're going to have to leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I just kind of want to hang. Katie, Josette, and Naomi, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Listen to Chaotic, and they're on tour. You must go see them. I'll see you at the Greek. Go to whereismuna.com to up? see when they're coming to you. Yeah. Know, you guys stay, stay, you guys stay, you guys stay. And oh, tours okay. and podcasts are not You're scripted film or TV, so we can remote them. We are not scabs. Do not email us. <laughs> 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 Listeners, when we come back, the rant wheel. <laughs> and we're back. In case you missed it, you can now listen to Pod Save America ad-free by joining Cricket Subscription Friend of the Pod. And with fewer ads in your day, you'll have more time to enjoy other cool parts of being part of the community. A bonus content feed featuring our not as chaotic as chaotic, but still chaotic and sometimes pretty chaotic show terminally online. And we have like a great Discord and there's a lot of cool stuff. So everybody check it out. You can sign up. And when you sign up for the best friends of the pod tier, you also support Vote Save America and get to become more part of that community too. So everybody go sign up and get ad-free PSA and be part of the community, crooked.com slash friends. Also, uh, if you're in the L.A. area, Tommy and Lydia Kiesling, the author of Crooked's first novel, Mobility, has an event here next week at Dynasty Typewriter on July 27th. It's a free event, and you can learn more at crooked.com slash events. All right, here we go. Here's how it works. There's a wheel full of stuff we hate, and we're going to inflict verbal violence upon that very stuff. On the wheel this week, we have planes and airports. We have getting a parking ticket, even though I only went to get coffee and was gone for like three minutes max. We have being pro-taxes. We have TikTok Live NPCs. We have Drake's poetry, picnics, QR codes at restaurants, and the dumbing down of America. <laughs> Let's spin the wheel. It has landed on QR codes at restaurants, and Dan, I believe this was your pitch. This was my pitch. Who's with me? I have a manifesto that I wrote here. Let's hear it. I'm excited about this. The QR code menu at restaurants is hands down the worst thing to come from COVID. And yes, I am including all the dead people in this assessment. That is the second worst thing COVID did. The QR code is number one. 
Call me old-fashioned, but I believe that phones have no place at the restaurant table. Who's with me? Yeah! What's up, old people? If you are dining out, your phone shouldn't even be on the table. It should be on silent, either in your car or in your pocket, even though RFK says it'll give your balls autism. But a phone on the table is in constant competition for your attention, and the phone always wins because the phone has all the knowledge and entertainment that humans have accrued over thousands of years all in one place. That will always be the conversation about how long you think the strike is going to last. And God forbid you have dinner with a friend who just had a kid and they have their live stream to their dumb baby sleeping in a crib in a creepy black and white like a scene from Blumhouse or something. Your baby's gonna be fine and even if you do see someone breaking into your house and stealing your baby, it's too late anyway. You might as well enjoy your rigatoni. But now, the QR code makes it impossible to have a phoneless dinner. Now you have to pull out your phone, click a QR code, zoom in and out on the menu while getting notifications on your phone from the next door app that a killer is on the loose in your block. Sure, I could be using this valuable time on John's immense platform to rant against something grandiose like climate change, fascism, wealth inequality, but those things don't matter if we don't fix this thing first. Because you might think that this isn't fascism, but... When you ban the Cheesecake Factory menu, you are banning books, which basically makes us all Florida. Thank you, Dad. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So important. It's so important. You can't have a phone-free dinner if you got a QR code to the menu. I think you need new friends, man. <laughs> well, that's even harder. So let's spin it again. Man. <laughs> Oh, shit. It has landed on planes and airports suggested by Muna. We're going to the airport tomorrow. <laughs> We're going to the airport tomorrow, and everything about it is almost pure misery. <laughs> I, I have to say, like, I don't want to seem ungrateful that we... No, we uh, love our jobs. We, we, love, our we love our jobs. We're happy. But, but we were on a flight. We were, we were on two flights in a row in the last couple of weeks. The airplanes were physically hot. Which, Gross. which airplanes turns should be, it into a prison. Airplanes should be frozen fucking cold. Yeah. I want to be uncomfortably cold. Yeah. Like, I want to have to dress for the plane. Exactly, which is what I did. Well, of course. And then... What am I... I'm, we're, gonna, we're supposed to wear shorts onto a plane? Yeah, and then we my bare legs touch these heinous, filthy seats? This yeah. This is insane. We were baking in hell in the sky, which, yeah. and it was upsetting. Yeah, that's not fun. We were on a flight where it was delayed, like, five hours and then we finally get on the plane and we take off and they're like we accidentally dumped all the water off the plane <laughs> and we're not going to turn around because you guys have waited so long but so you can't flush the toilets or wait or like there's no they water like, to wash your hands but we'll put like hand, sanitize hand sanitizer and um, water bottles yeah and if you have to piss throw some Dasani from yeah. these little portable they bottles in a toilet fucking, well, they didn't even put the water bottles in there and yeah it there, was dude. American Airlines for everyone who was curious yeah it was dude, American Airlines like, we tried to tweet being like fuck American Airlines like trying to get I want something back no but they were they it, it was kind of amazing because they were explicitly asking people to not poop on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they begged. As if they're like, you know, I could have or couldn't have, and like, sometimes I just love doing it on planes. Right, totally. But if you don't want me to, I guess I'll wait. <laughs> Nobody does it on the plane unless it's a fucking emergency. Yeah. It's the worst pooping environment 
that you come across where there's a toilet. Yeah, 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 I yeah. Sometimes I go and sit in the bathroom just for a change of scenery. Is Wait, that weird? Really? Does nobody else do that? No, no. I, I so much. It's so much I'm effort. <laughs> I'm making my seat the, my new ho- house. Yeah, I agree. I'm moving. <laughs> like I'm moving into my seat. I'm, I'm definitely moving. <laughs> It's not, you like when the light goes purple or something? It's I don't like know. A mood I mean, lighting. I'm normally pretty dissociated. It's like I don't really care. It's you don't even takes see yourself to, getting up to go to the bathroom, but then you're I don't like, think oh, I ever see you pissing on there. I also think like <laughs> your your acne like develops in yeah. hyperspeed on airplanes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, that's so sometimes right. I go to the bathroom why? just to, like check out what's what? going on. Why? Why is that the case? You why go is very to you, you think you can go into the bathroom on the airplane and see acne happening in real time? No, no, I think I can. I know I can. You're experiencing it like a time lapse. RFK says that it does. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, planes do give you acne. Yeah, Yeah. that is true. Um, It's funny that we as a group of people are in airports so much because the airport bathroom is really kind of an existential predicament for this crew. I myself. Literally gender trouble. Like yeah, it is gender gender trouble at the airport. It depends on what y'all do. Mainly depends on what shirt I'm wearing. If People titties look scared. Or no titties. Right. People you know look, I mean? If I'm wearing a mask, people look scared. Too. Yeah. It's not a nice but place. But which to bathroom be. are you going in most Well, of the time? we're trying to go into the gender fucking neutral family shit. We're trying to go into the family bathroom and then you get stared at by family. Oh, and then it's never open. It's always dirty as hell. <laughs> Wait, do you guys you got to get a baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you got to get a baby. This that was all this whole thing. I, I did see a child puke on the way to the bathroom just a week ago. But what were you going to say? I was gonna say. <laughs> Wait, we really got to say there was a time when the three of us went into the family gender-neutral bathroom together, and there were two like little toilets oh. next to each other. It was very cute, and so I went to take a picture of these two pissing side by side, 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 holding side. hands, side by side. <laughs> and like at the exact moment that I'm taking the picture, a man and his daughter open the door. To the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you can't have rights. Literally. <laughs> yeah. literally. Yeah. They, that became clear in that yeah, moment. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? You see side-by-side toilets? Come on. That's adorable. You but have human. to do it. You're a but they really, But they really should do something about, like, uh, security, uh, like for trans people. No, they, it sucks. no they don't I know, care. I, and that is, that's not a joke. Right. That's serious. That yeah. sucks. I need them to stop patting down all my trans friends every time they're going to the airport. Like, what the, can we not do something about that? No, we can't. We live in a bad place. Yeah, we can't, but but, but love where your head's at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's spin it again. Who's it going to land on? <laughs> What? Taxes. It has landed on being pro-taxes. I'm pro-taxes. I know I don't strike as someone who gets mad at things, but this bothers me a lot that people are anti-taxes, and everyone's like, man, why fuck taxes? And people are pro-taxes for schools and health care and all those good things. That's not why I'm pro-taxes. I don't care about any of that. (laughs) I'm 37. Most of my friends have passed me financially. I need someone to tax the shit out of them. (laughs) Hell yeah. It's pure hate. (laughs) So if I go to Chipotle one more time and everyone's getting guacamole except me, it's going to be a real problem. I'm not going to ride in your Uber black, Adam, because you got a finance job. I called an Uber, and I, I think that's what we should split. 
<laughs> okay, man. So yeah, Bernie 2024. This dead ass. Nice. He's, I don't think he's going to make it. But, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, no. yeah the, look, I think we can all agree <laughs> yeah. the, the odds against Bernie yeah, in 2024 have gotten remote. It's, yeah, it's, he should just retire. Stay at home watching Wheel of Fortune reruns. Why do vowels cost money? <laughs> <laughs> vowels should be free for everybody. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Man. Why do vowels cost money? Let's spin oh. it again. It doesn't make any sense. In this game, the vowels cost money. Stupid. But you know what? It works. It's on a long time. Can't, I can't mess with success. No one questions it. It's really annoying. It has landed on TikTok Live and PCs. Does anyone here know what I mean when I refer to TikTok Live? Some of you do, no. some of you don't. Is this like the pony yeah. girl thing? Basically what it is, is someone cracked the code, which is that on TikTok Live, you can make a pretty surprising amount of money by pretending to be a video game NPC and acting out over and over again repetitive NPC gestures and noises for gifts, digital gifts that you can then turn into real currency. And so what ends up happening is somebody will say something over and over again. They'll have the, they'll do like NPC hands, kind of like this, and they'll go, "Mmm, ice cream so good, yum yum yum. Mmm, ice cream so good, yum yum yum. Thanks for the gift. Thanks for the gift." for hours and hours a day, hours and hours a day. And this is spreading like wildfire across TikTok. If you go to TikTok Live now and scroll through, it's person after person after person pretending to be a non-playable character from a video game, receiving digital gifts for money, and then acting out whatever the gift is meant to have them do. And what is wild about it is it almost feels like invasion of the body snatchers because you will watch a person make a video being like, you see these crazy people? What are these people up to? This is nuts. Then the next video, they made how much? Then the next video, if I start doing this, don't say anything. <laughs> you may see me do this, tell no one. Don't tell, I know, I know, shut the fuck up. And then the next day, yum, 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 yum. Oh, hot dog, hum, hum, hum. But oh, why don't hot. you like it though? Why, why don't I like it? it in? Here's, that's a great question. Wait, hold on. Before you answer, Namesh has a question. Hating? I know the answer, but he's curious. What is an NPC? It's a, that's a great question. It's a non-playable <laughs> character from a video game. So like in, in a video game, when you go into like the merchant shop, there'll be a person behind the counter that goes, hello, stranger. Thanks for coming into my store. We're out of that. We're out of that. And so it's basically reenacting like a video game character in real life with all the motions and the stiltedness from like late 2000s, early 2010s video game type NPCs. I don't have a problem with these people taking the algorithm wherever it takes them to make money. My larger problem is like the internet has like fundamentally transformed like the value of what creative people do when they work together and created this market for individuals, some of whom get like phenomenally wealthy a lot of other people are struggling and those things are really connected because in the same way that a few people in entertainment are accruing vast amounts of money, whether they like run companies or the biggest stars in the world, it's the whole industry saying, 
we don't know what works anymore. We don't know how to make money anymore. So we're just going to give money to the people we can count on, to the people that are reliable. We're, big stars are going to get bigger. Writers that make a hit, they're going to get tens of millions of dollars. Executives that can do returns and figure out how to make money, we're going to give them millions of dollars. And everybody else is left scrounging at the bottom to figure out how to cobble together a living because if they're not one of the select few who've been able to get proven results in a completely uncertain and chaotic and changing industry, then they are left trying to just figure out what the fuck to do with the algorithm to cobble out a life. And now we've got people on the internet who are just basically being trained by a machine to act like a machine. You're saying the issue is like with the landscape that we're in, like that have forced people to start acting like NPCs. I think it's like, a me- I think it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for what the internet did to our culture because mm-hmm. basically it destroyed all of these different ways of making art, like the money, as you said, you get nothing for a stream, right? And now you can sell records, you can go on tour, but the way people consume music destroyed basically a business. And now a few people can do really well and can make it, but the vast majority of people can't figure out a way to make money making music. It has like led to this striation between like the haves and the have nots. It's led to people who can succeed in music by having the biggest tour of all time that dwarfs anything that came before. And a vast number of people left at the bottom trying to find a way to crack into this industry. Mm -hmm. And like what's happening on YouTube, what's happening on TikTok Live is that same thing playing out over and over and over again. A few people crack this code. I can make tens of thousands, tons of money being this thing. And so everybody follows behind and tries to do it. And um, anyway, follow me on TikTok. I will be, (laughs) this show, (laughs) this is what I will be doing next. And um, absolutely. when we come back, we'll end on a high note. And we're back. Because we all need it this week, here it is, the high note. Hi, love it. Uh, This is Katie. And uh, I'm actually really stateless at this point because my high note is is that I just finished my three-year tour in Delaware and I am moving to my next military assignment in Arkansas where not only am I going to be close to all of my family but I am going to spend my off time doing everything that I can to turn Arkansas blue in 2024 and I am so excited for what the future holds. Thanks. Bye. I love it. This is Michelle from Missouri, and my hangout this week is celebrating our 19th wedding anniversary with my husband, Bill. He's been a longtime listener of Pod Save and your show and has recently brought me into the fold. We love listening and love sharing what has made us laugh out loud this week. So thanks for that. I love it. This is Astrid from Los Angeles, and my high note of the week, or actually of the year, is getting introduced to your podcast. I'm going to college for the first time this year, and I was really scared that being so far away from my family was going to be really hard for me. But my mother and my sister, my lovely family, introduced me to your show, and um, I was hooked immediately the first time I listened to it. So big thank you to them for introducing me, and a big thank you to you for doing what you're doing. And I'm going in to study film and media, and hopefully I will go down a path of writing and um be able to create just like you do. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Ariel. And thank you, Love It. Uh, bye. Hi, Love It. This is Jen in Boston. My high note is that after missing my chance to see you many times over the years, I was finally able to get tickets for your New York show. No sooner did I buy them, however, than I realized that I've got a work meeting that week, making it impossible for me to go. I was so crushed that I was going to miss out once again. But 
then I remembered that it's a team meeting, and fortunately, I'm the head of the team. So I used my power for good, shortened the meeting, and now I can make it to the show. I'll be there with a very dear friend, and I'm especially excited that the tour supports fuck bands because it's getting really scary out there for the queer and trans kids in my life, and I want to support them in any way I can. Thanks for all you do, and I cannot wait to see you on the 27th. Thanks, everybody, who called in with a high note tonight. If you want to leave us a message about something that made you feel hopeful, call us at 323-538-2377. That is our show. Thank you so much to Nimesh Patel, Dana Duke, Katie Gavin, Josette Maskin, and Naomi McPherson. Muna, thanks for being here. There are 471 days until the 2024 elections. Have a great night, and thanks for coming out. Love to Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett, and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Holly Keeper is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Polvi Gunalan, Peter Miller, Rebecca Kaplan, Alan Pierre, Chandler Dean are our writers. Bill Lance is our editor. Stephen Colon is our audio engineer. And Kyle Seglin provides audio support. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Caroline Haywood, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast and to our digital producers, Zuri Irvin, David Tolls, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at www.youtube.com slash at loveitorleaveitpodcast. That's the best we could do, I guess. Subscribe to Love It or Leave It on YouTube for access to video versions of your favorite segments and other exclusive content. Don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on IG and Twitter. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. Design is everywhere in our lives, but it's easy to not notice or take it for granted. 99% Invisible is a weekly exploration of the process and power of design and architecture. It's the stories of who we are through the lens of what we build. Have you ever wondered why we use one kilohertz bloop sound to cover up inappropriate words on the radio or TV? Or why the, yeah. Histo- yeah. Yeah. Or why the historic flag of South Vietnam shows up at right-wing protests? Or when did we start bringing plants from halfway around the world into our homes to begin with? What the hell? Wow. Wow. Lots of good questions. 99% Invisible will explore all that and more every Tuesday. Follow and listen to 99% Invisible wherever you get your podcasts.